I am on the Lego like VIP whatever club. Why did I? I didn't see the message about May the 4th special. Oh. May the 4th celebration. May the 4th celebration, which started technically today, which means if you spend like X amount of dollars, you get like a little like um, ATST kind of like a uh, little poly bag build. And if you spend a little more, then you get the best gar uh, Lego keychain. It's not Lego, but it looks like a best gar thing, which is dope. But if you spend like 160 bucks, then you get not only the keychain, the little mini build, but you also get a build of Luke Skywalker's uh, Tatooine Homes, uh, the Lars Homestead kitchen with Amperu in there, which she has never it's been really just all about figure. the Amperu. Yeah, it's all about the Amperu figure. And and the little set it comes like the kitchen set that they had the build for cute. that it's is really cool. So yeah, if you spend 160 bucks right now on uh, and May the, the fucking trash compactor diorama, that's new. I might have to get the fucking trash compactor. I always loved that scene. Yeah, there was, a, there was a Funko Pop scene and I missed it. Oh shit! So I uh, so there's these dior diorama um sets. There's that the trash compactor. There's the Death Star Trench scene, and then there's a Dagobah one. Mm -hmm. My problem with all three of them. No, I don't care that they're small because they're dioramas. I mean, like the 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 obviously the ones with the with the minifigures are scale like scaled to that. Yeah. Yeah. But but the trench isn't the trench is just many, many things. My biggest problem with those three diorama ones are the price. Yeah, I think I was gonna say that's that's why I said they're small for ninety bucks. It's small. <laughs> yeah, like the Diggle Boss set Fooey. is dope, but it's expensive. The trench is dope, but it's expensive, and also the trash compactor, which I love that scene. And the cool thing is that it, it you can um, uh, contract it and expand it. No, so you can actually like close play it, the like, scene. Yeah, play the scene and uh, the, close all the shit together. Yeah, so it's can a I great pour water in it? I mean, you could if you wanted to. Water, water doesn't ruin Lego, does it? Or plastic? No. Because, you know, I want to make it soupy so that thing can swim around. Yeah, I think that they... So what soupy. they do is um, on the floor, I think they use like clear, like, like clear tiles to make it simulate like water. Mm. Is what I believe they've done there. I'm looking at her hair. I'm like, it just looks gray. Oh. Well, it's a great set. Oh, too you know expensive. What? Yeah. Fooey. Yeah. The dig about. Yeah. They all look dope. You're right. They all look cool. But yeah, yeah. for what they want for it. Come on. Come on. Yeah. I, I, there, unless I catch them on sale on like Amazon, I, won't, right. I, I won't would pay 40 bucks for it. Oh, for the, for the, tra- for the, um, trash compactor. For yeah. Each set. Yeah. I like it's a $40 set if you look at it. It's not a yeah. The problem is that you're paying set. you're you're paying for the license. That's what you're paying for. Oh, it's Disney's fault. It, probably. <laughs> probably. I mean, Disney's they get fault. They gotta they gotta take it out on somebody for for paying like taxes and shit in Florida now. So. Oh, that's all going to this the cities. All the people that live in the cities now have to take on those taxes. So thanks, Ron DeSantis. Oh my God. Apparently, you know, they had the White House Correspondents' Dinner. I think it was last night. I, I saw some news on it this morning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> fucking Biden goes out there. No, Trevor Noah hosted it. He, he did pretty good. He fucking was he was talking about DeSantis and he goes. He said something about, um, 
he thought Trump was bad. If like Trump was the Terminator, DeSantis is like the T-1000. He's faster. <laughs> he's smarter. He can walk down a ramp. <laughs> and then he goes, Trump tried to make us all believe that he won the election. But when we all looked at the numbers, you know, realized he didn't. So DeSantis is just canceling out the math books. So nobody knows how to count by the time he tries. Oh, dang. That was funny because they just banned a bunch of math books for being uh, too critical race theory. They're math books. Like, oh, oh, my, my God. God. Fucking and, white people, dude. And then fucking Grandpa Joe gets up there. And he's Farts? like, yeah. He goes, there hasn't been a president at this dinner in the last six years. He goes, because we went through a traumatic pandemic and then we got, and then, then we, and then there was COVID or something like that. He said, we all went through this. He was like, he's like, damn, I can't remember what he, he referred to Trump's presidency. He was pretty funny because uh, Trump so, didn't, so didn't go was, to that shit. So he was just throwing shade. Yeah. But then, wait, I'm going to play the video for you because then he said, like, he was talking shit about the Fox News correspondents that oh, were all shit. there. Here, I got to find it because it was, it was just too good. I'll look on, on YouTube and see if I can find it. Bye, bitch. <laughs> Bye, bitch. <laughs> oh, I found it. Bye, bitch. <laughs> I love okay. the sound of the little gas-powered... Uh, I, I love that that was the last thing that I opened on YouTube right. on this computer. Okay, well, this is a TikTok from this guy who's like here. So he's kind of sets it up for you. Uh, I'm not the biggest fan of Biden, but this shit right here is fucking funny. We're here to show the country that we're getting through this pandemic. Plus, everyone had to prove they're fully vaccinated and boosted. To get into the dinner. This, and you're wondering how to do that. Just contact your favorite Fox News reporter. They're all here, vaccinated and boosted. All of them. Shit. And, and then they showed the they they crowded their panel, their table at the thing, and they're like, some of them are laughing and waving, and some of them are like, fuck, because it's like they all sit there and pretend not to be, but they're like, <laughs> he just put them all on blast. <laughs> So, yeah, so that's going to make things uncomfortable at the next at your next little Republican meeting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, they said the same thing, like DeSantis. And the comments were like, oh, and what about all the Republican leaders and those that were there? Again, like DeSantis and these guys. It's like they were all there. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> that was very Nelson. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. That's funny. Throwing shade around. So uh, in two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. You sound like barricade just then. What's that from? Uh what? Uh money pit. <laughs> two weeks. Yeah. Two weeks. Love that fucking movie. Where 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 have we been? Uh uh I forgot that my uh I had guests. I had out of town guests last weekend. My brother and his uh, wife came up to visit. They came up because they one of their favorite bands are bands are in town, so they were going to see a show. I thought the show was on saturday night and so i thought they were going to leave on sunday but the show was actually on sunday night so they came up saturday actually spent the whole day on saturday and then sunday and then they left sunday afternoon and went down and went to their show yeah very nice and then i started my new job last week so 
I had a bunch going on. I had a bunch going on, but I didn't. You know, it was like a whole week of training and learning and all that kind of shit. There's but a lot of tomfoolery of like adjusting and getting things set up when you start at a new place, especially working from home. So I'd ask my, my new boss, like back when he hired me, I said, so what's like the first five, six weeks going to look like? And he goes, well, the first week's just going to be dealing with IT issues. And I thought he was joking, but it's like, nah, for real, dog. <laughs> like, yeah, they sent me all new shit that I think I told you about. Um, my headset doesn't work. So they had to send me a new battery because it wouldn't keep a charge. So then it's like, I fi- and then like half the shit came later. And then it's like, I couldn't log-, log on to half the shit. And, you know, IT guys got to hop on my computer. Yeah. I was like, oh, you, oh they, they weren't, he wasn't joking. No, <laughs> no. I mean, because it's all the things that you would normally do, you know, or you would just walk up to somebody's desk and be like, hey, this isn't working. But since that you're not in that scenario. Yeah, it's like I sent the guy a, a, an email and I know he's got like a team of people. It doesn't seem too big. It seems to be so far. There's like three different people. And I know one of them went on vacation this week. So, uh, OK, but then he turned around and he answered me really quick through chat and like, you know, the remote desktop in. he fixed the problem as far as mm-hmm. why I couldn't log on. It was something he had to go. I watched him or something. He had to go do in settings and stuff. But yeah. every whatever he did didn't stick because I'm having the same fucking problem the next day. Oh, did, did you watch how he did it or no? No, he did it too fast. Ah, uh, damn it. I know. And, uh, and, you know, and a lot of times they're clicking places to check shit first before they go to what, you know, it's like, uh, like they what, sure what, do. What part, what part do I need to actually change? Or Those IT people sure do. <laughs> and I, damn I, made, them. I made sure and send him an email like about my headset. I'm like, I've turned it off and on. I've restarted it a couple of times. I've restarted my computer. You know, it's like I did all that shit. Yeah, it's it's those kind of it's those kind of users that IT people love because they they figure if you're actually coming to them, then you you've actually done your due diligence as opposed to just throwing up flags when something didn't work. Yeah, because I'm going to Google shit, too. You know, it's like, yep. I mean, yeah, we appreciate the headset didn't really IT people appreciate those people. The stupid headset didn't really come with instructions. It came with like, you know, the book of like the warranty in 12 different languages, but it didn't come with the instructions on like, I didn't know what the buttons did. I didn't know, you know, so yeah. I had to Google that shit. Like, why? Why? But why? why? I guess they don't want to use paper anymore, but at least give me a scan here to, for the instruction PDF or right. something. Yeah. One of those like barcodes on the box where you can yes. just like scan it and it takes you to a website. Yes. Come on. Everybody's <laughs> doing it. Like everybody did during the pandemic for menus. Hello. Yes. Um, reconfigured my desk a bunch of times. I, I mentioned to you, I ordered like risers to get the computers to get my desk space back, you know, uh-huh. like put the computers on. I ordered a couple different. And then I realized I had enough of small ones around here that I figured it out. So all that shit's going back. Uh-huh. <laughs> And I mentioned I was shopping for a new desk because I literally have like two fold out tables that I'm working on. Yeah. But I have a 61, a 16 inch one. And then I have like a smaller three, four foot one, like to make an L shape. Mm-hmm. So I was looking for a new L shaped desk. Here's the problem. None of them are as big as what I got, you know, is like because my 60 inch table is like 30 inches deep. And most of these computer desks are only like 23, 24, you know, and I'm like, mm. I still have more desk space with this shit. So I'm just going to keep it for now. And then, you know what? If I move and I need a new desk and somewhere and I I'll, I'll buy some nice furniture that's not going to, you know, I don't have to. Put, I was looking for furniture. I don't fucking have to put together. 
Yeah. I don't have furniture I have to put together anymore. Literally, the only one I found on Amazon was it was an L-shaped desk. It was like this, but they're like, it was just foldable legs. You just popped them out. <laughs> what, and, and that was okay for you? <laughs> I was okay with it, but I, did, I ended up not getting it because, again, the two that I have together right now are more desk space than what any of them had to offer me. Got it. So, I'm just dealing with it. Deal with it. It is what it is. I was even going to try and move shit around because my desk is in the middle of the room, but I have mm-hmm. too much other shit in the room. If I put it up against the wall, then it's like, then where's that going to go? Where's that going to go? Where's that going to go? It's playing Tetris with your um, office. And I did. I would like draw it out as it is now. And then I drew it out like on my iPad. I was sitting there trying to reconfigure. And I was like, fuck it. I'm just leaving it. Hey, it's a big deal, man, because you're going to spend a lot of time in that fucking office. And it, it has to be a space that works for you. Well, it's the same space. And I was working in it anyways. It's just, uh, like I said, it's just... um more it's just more monitor it's more shit taking up space on my desk yeah every place but like i said since i put everything on risers then now it's like oh i can put everything back underneath it Mm -hmm. i like that Mm -hmm. feeling pretty okay about it good (laughs) good good uh still in the middle of like well i'm not saying the middle but Still need to like sort out the garage. The garage is an issue right now. It's got too much shit in it. Not that I can't fit my car in it, but there's just too much shit. It needs to be organized, need to be sorted through. You know what I mean? Shit we're not using. I feel like there has to be that once a year where you go through the garage and kind of like move things around or make room for stuff or get rid of stuff. I went I went and dropped off like at least 12 bags at the thrift store of clothes. Garbage bags of clothes. Like, well, I got, you know, I shut down my eBay store. So I was going to say, I'm like, I... what it would have changed? Because that would have been like something that you would have been picking up to sell. Now it's like you're just getting rid of it because you're like, fuck it. Yeah. And it was all. And, you know, my husband's like, you paid money for the shit. I'm like, yeah, but a lot of shit I paid like a dollar for that. I yeah. made so much money off of that. It was like, I figure it's worth it. And I don't take my shit back to Goodwill. I actually take it to a good local thrift store that I know what they do with their money and where it goes. Oh, yeah. Look at you. Yeah. You're such a good Samaritan. Yeah, I just, you know, those corporations that like hide behind charity while the CEOs that they're making a bazillion dollars are bullshit. Wait, what? Right. (laughs) Um. Oh, point being, I have too much shit. And I've now I'm looking at my entire Funko Pop collection going. I think I got a little carried away and I probably am going to pare it down and get rid of like half of it. Wow. Really? Probably. I mean, the holiday ones I'm okay keeping because they get packed up and they come and go, right? They're seasonal. Mm-hmm. But And then there's some I'm, I'm going to stick to. Like, you know, it started out with friends or, you know, I have a Ron Swanson collection. I got most of shit's shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Star Tro- Stormtrooper shit like that. But I don't need to. There's What's on your short list of getting rid of? I don't know. I literally have to. Well, that's the thing is I have probably have at least three, four storage bins full of them that I could probably weed through. For instance, I know that like, when they started making the Funko Pop albums version, mm-hmm. we kind of went, oh, I'll get the first one because it was number one. And it was like Notorious Big, Biggie's Notorious B.I.G. album, which is kind of funny because it's him with the baby. Right. Mm-hmm. And then I might have got I think I might have got like the first three or four. And then I'm like, I don't need the Black Sabbath album. I don't need the ACDC album. I would probably just keep the Linkin Park album on um, premise. Yeah. And the biggie one's funny because it's, you know, baby biggie. Yeah. <laughs> baby big. But yeah. So don't you have my a, head, 
Don't you have Ice Cube in an Impala? Yeah, that one's actually open and featured. Like, okay. I wouldn't get rid of Run DMC or Ice Cube, and I got okay. Easy. And I have Ice Cube and Easy hanging out in the living room out of box, and I have Ice Cube and his Impala out of box in my office. Nice. Um, yeah, I mean, I could, like I said, those, you know, but now I'm, I'm sitting there thinking about, like, okay, I've got, like, Smokey the Bandit and his Trans Am. Not getting rid of that. <laughs> or it's like, no. you know. The fair faucet one on the blanket. No, nope, not no, that. that's iconic. I, you know, I mean, like yeah. just looking at what's on my shelves right now in my office, I have Brandy MC, I have friends, I have fucking um Andre the Giant as Fezzik and Inigo Montoya. Oh my god, that's dope. Yeah, I'm not get getting rid of that. Because then I also have Andre the Giant as a wrestler too. That's and they're oh, all nice. bi- they're bigger. Andre's bigger than everybody else. He's I hope so. Six inches and everybody else is like four. Um. Anybody My favorites that are displayed, I have Pee Wee Herman, Maleficent, Tony Montana, Godfather, Red from Us. And then my Star Wars shelf is I have a giant child. There's two smaller ch- the child in the box, one where he's eating a frog, where there's a frog sticking out of his <laughs> mouth, and the one where he's in this satchel. Yeah, I have three and, of the, I have three of the, the child. And then out of box on the Star Wars shelf is Bib Fortuna, because it's just so fucking funny. It makes me laugh because he's all smiling with big dopey eyes. Yeah. And this and the very first Stormtrooper one, because he makes me laugh too. When they made him with these round eyes, they just make him look like all they want to hug. <laughs> <laughs> like uh the puss in boots when he does this uh big eyes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and then I have a gold plated, well, not gold, gold chrome stormtrooper. And then I have a Valentine's Day stormtrooper that's all pink and red. And it says, you are the droid I'm looking for. <laughs> <laughs> and all those are bobble. Anyway, like stormtroopers are kind of a theme or, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, again, and I have all the Ron Swansons and a bunch of Shit's Creek ones. I'll be intrigued to see what you decide is. is I was going to say, I there's a there's a bin right over here that I could open up that I don't exactly know what's in it. I, I'll tell you. Hold on. Let's see. I'll grab it. See what I can see. I mean, because ideally, I'd love to be able to put up shelves and just have them all displayed. You know. Sure. Okay. Here. See, I got Kip from Napoleon Dynamite. He's the only Napoleon Dynamite I want when I have because he's holding the sign that says La Fonda. LaFonda. Oh my God. Is it really? Yeah. And that's the best part. It just makes me laugh. Yeah. That is pretty funny. I can't, I could barely write. Hold on. I'm trying to... to... Ah. Where you go? Where you go? Where... Maybe I'll just take my background off. Yeah. Yeah. Do that. La, la, la. la. Yeah, I'm a Pee Wee Herman when it just stays displayed all the time. Well, it's Pee Wee Herman. Yeah. You know, I mean, they have Pee-wee is really they wacky. Have cherry and all that shit too. But look at, come oh on, my he's God. the Lafon design. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty dope. Um, another one of my favorites, Roseanne, Rosanna, Dana, because nobody knows that. You know, it would be cool. Like what? So, like, n- I know you're not going to do it at this house because who knows how long you're going to be there. But right behind you would be a dope like display. So when you're recording, it's just. Oh yeah, you. yeah, yeah. I mean, I want to get those just those old white Ikea shelves, those basic ones. Yep. And just, you know, add shelves because you can make them just as wide as the box. And like I said, you put the box behind it and then actually put the box sideways so you can see the figure and fit Mm. more. And then you just put the figure in front of it. Mm. Okay. 
I got John Taylor and Simon LeBon. Duran Duran. I got to keep them. Duran Optimus Prime. Duran. Optimus Prime I have, but that was free. So I could get rid of that one. I have Freddie Mercury from Queen dressed up with the robe and the queen the hat. But the fucking, it's all about the chest hair on that one that makes uh. it so good. <laughs> oh, here. Let me show you. <laughs> Freddie Mercury chest oh, hair. Yep. Wow. That, yep. That's, That's a good funny. one. Yeah. Okay. So in this box, there's a giant He-Man. I have a 10-inch He-Man that I got Josh. I don't think he cares. I could probably sell that one. Um, Prince is in here. Not getting rid of him. Nope. <laughs> Rick James. Nope. Nope. Aaliyah. <laughs> it's my dead collection. Um, <laughs> the Hulk eating tacos. Not getting rid of that. That's one of my favorites. Edward Scissorhands, I could get rid of. I got, I bought a box of Halloween ones one time, or just random ones, and he came in that one. So I could get rid of him. And then Mookie Betts. I'm not getting rid of Mookie either. So yeah, in this box, there's like one big one. So you, you would probably two. have to eBay those so you can make some money. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I don't know if I want to go through eBay. I don't, I mean, I could. Cause I mean, I'd have to set I'm up sure my shit again and take pictures. Yeah, but some of those might be worth a decent amount of money, depending on which one you're you're, you're offloading. I, I mean, I could. Might yeah, I mean, I could probably get at least. Yeah, I'll have to see. As opposed to just selling it to like whatever, just to get rid of it, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have the skills. <laughs> That's the thing. It's like I don't. I take set up. You know, take pictures and everything again. Yep. Life's hard, y'all. <laughs> go back in the box back in the box because yeah like i said you know if i had the shelves i wanted i could display most of them and then see what i have left mm-hmm. you know it's almost like what i do with my closet like if i had two shelves and stuck to these two bookcases let's say and then be like that's it uh-huh. then when something comes something's got to go speaking of closets i just um started um switching out my t-shirts from uh the ones i have in the closet to the ones i have in this like big drawer Oh, like smaller size or yes. Oh, hey, we call that closet shopping. Good that, on you. Uh, yeah, that's I what like I was. The I, pictures you've been posting, doing a good job. Yeah, it's oh. like having finding a whole new wardrobe, huh? Oh my god, like there's things that I haven't fit in in years, and I'm like, holy crap! Like I forgot about this shirt, and then I'm like, the big baggy ones. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna hold yeah. on to these just in case. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I just found. Uh, so I get this magazine from our city you know you get it in the mail every month yeah. whatever it's been a password magazine blah, blah, blah. and i found a quilting shop i'm mm-hmm. like they don't offer services but they offer classes and they have a little group of quilters i might go in and be like hire somebody to make me one of those t-shirt quilts oh dope because i know i'll never get around to it i don't do yeah. that anywho i wanted to ask you uh-huh. what quote-unquote lifestyle changes have you made since your doctor suggested that and you're fitting in all these old clothes oh um that's a good question um a lot of cocaine <laughs> and it has cardio i stay up all night running <laughs> it, it's 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 mostly cocaine on hookers booties um <laughs> well, that's, but it has it, it, it has to be from there because that that the nutrients of the sweat of the strippers glitter with the cocaines and doesn't the coconut smell usually have something to do with it too cinnamon it's cinnamon oh cinnamon 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 my um, husband will, actually my husband won't let me get anything flavored vanilla because he's like it smells like strippers uh, 
that's a bad thing. Like, I love that smell. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I think we talked about this like months and months ago where you know, went in for some blood tests. They were like, you could have like, no, 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 like, yeah, they said you need to make lifestyle changes, but that's all they said. Right. They didn't like yeah. really say anything specific. <laughs> Yeah, they're like, oh, if you want specific, you have to go like, to this other. Am I supposed to be gay now? <laughs> oh, my God. Just I mean, kidding. With... that was a joke. I mean, look at me right now, like I with this mustache. <laughs> but look at this mustache right? right now. I could probably swing right now and be like, <laughs> who loves the cock? I love the cock. Um, looking the part, y'all. Whatever. Don't judge. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they told me a fatty liver disease, you know, um, borderline. Um, uh, what's the one where you, it's uh, the one where you need diabetic. diabetic, that sort of thing. So I'm like, all right, I guess I should start changing some shit up. So I didn't change a lot of things up. I just modified. Right. So the, well, the first big change I did do was I stopped drinking like regularly. Okay. Not that I was drinking a lot, but like, you know, how many times a week were you drinking before? Like you'd have a nightcap. Uh, maybe w- in a week, maybe two. Yeah. Not a lot. Okay. Okay. Not a lot. Like I was already starting to like wane a little bit at that point. Cause you know, I just don't like feeling like shitty the next morning or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And as I get old, like that happens a lot. So <laughs> I, I, on, I like, if I'm over at like uh, uh, listener, Jen and her wife's wife's house, like I'll have a drink there. Maybe I'll have a drink. Sometimes mm-hmm. I don't even finish it. So you're just a social drinker now? Even less than that, because sometimes I'll I'll go someplace and they're like, hey, you want to order a drink? I'm like, nah. Like me and when me and the wife went on a date, I didn't order a drink. She did. I'm like, nah, I'm fine. Um, so I, I wouldn't want to, I, I don't want to say I stopped drinking, but it's more of an occasional thing. Like in, in a month now, I might have one, maybe two drinks a month as opposed to every week. Mm-hmm. So drinking is pretty much null and void. Uh, breakfast, I, I um, I eat breakfast. Did you so eat breakfast before? I have to eat breakfast. Breakfast is my number one meal. Okay, so what's your breakfast? So on the regular, it's either a bowl of uh, raisin bran cereal and a banana, and two cups of coffee. Sometimes it's like yogurt with like granola that Trish made. Um, or sometimes it's a, it's a, like a egg, you know, like a, she'll take an egg and microwave it. So it gets fluffy and stuff. And then put mm-hmm. in like, like, uh, breakfast, English muffins and stuff. Um, so I'll have that. I don't tend to eat too much meat in the mornings. Um, occasionally it'll be like a vegan sausage or something, or, you know, like not real sausage faux sausage but it tastes like sausage on occasion <laughs> um and then through the day i'll i'll like snack on like l- little like packs of nuts and stuff that she gets mm-hmm. me nuts. Um, mm-hmm. like when i'm hungry like it, i'll i'm drinking two cups of coffee so it takes me a while to get through two especially with my big grogu um mug uh so by the time like lunch time comes which is what uh, noon one o'clock i have that one o'clock meeting at at I have a meeting at one o'clock, so I, I usually, you know, I'm in that. So I, and I don't usually eat earlier than that. So after that meeting, I'll have some nuts it's on occasion. If I get hungry, I'll make a sandwich. But like, that's a rare occasion. So I'm just mm-hmm. snacking through nuts and then dinner. Um, we don't eat red meat a lot. Like, well, if we order like food, we don't usually order. So, yeah. OK, 
you're not eating red meat, but I also know that you don't eat chicken. And so that leaves you. What are your options? Turkey and pork? Turkey, pork, and the occasional fish that she makes that isn't fishy. What fish do you eat? Uh, tilapia. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I don't eat a lot of fish because I don't like the Redondo Beach Pier, as we've stated before. Um, <laughs> what if most... your fish came from somewhere else? <laughs> no, it's not that it's from Redondo. It just smells like Redondo. Oh. Like, it just smells like yeah. the pier, you know, and you're like, oh, yeah, that's that... a... You know what? That's funny because... Fishy smell. I... I, as soon as you said that, I smelled that smell. But to me, that's not what good fish taste. You know what I mean? Like I, fish I'm gonna, I don't correlate it to the fish I'm going to eat. I just I just correlate it to every fish. Yeah, that's too bad. Because it's yeah. like, I, 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 like I said, I immediately smelled what you're talking about. But Ooh, I haven't smelled that, that since I've been there. But you know the smell, right? Right, but I'm saying I've had sushi and eaten a lot of fish since then. And yeah, I have of course. smelled that smell. Yeah. It doesn't remind me of that. To me, even if it's got even if it's got like a, 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 a like I can pick it up very even if it's like extremely subtle, I can still pick it up and it just turns me off. I don't even know if I smell. I don't even smell the fish I eat. It's like when we eat sushi, because I mean, we're not, we don't always eat rolls when we go out to restaurants. We'll eat like sashimi and, you know, just. Oh, yeah, I don't eat cuts, that. That's it. And it's like. I don't even remember smelling it, but my my husband also says I have I have a bad sniffer as he quotes. Mm. Um, I, but I, I can mean, believe like, that. Um, I love when he makes salmon. Uh, you know, it's like I would love me a good salmon, and it's like mm, I wouldn't even. Too I, stinky. I, it's like I yeah I don't. It's like none of the fish I eat I would even consider fishy. <laughs> Which is funny because you said like, salmon. I was like, oh yeah, no fishy. Yeah, no, I love because it's like he's putting like a glaze on it and all this shit. You know, it's like that's kind of what I smell and say. I don't know. I don't, I don't. He also, support. he also is, uh, works in the industry and knows how to cook things like specifically. So yeah, it might, that might work. Not, I'm not saying my wife doesn't know how to cook. I'm just saying that he's well versed at that. Right. So maybe that's also a thing, but sometimes I'll walk out and I'm like, Oh, it's fishy up in here. Yeah. And, but then like shit, shit. Cause she knows if it, if it even like remotely tastes fishy, she won't make it for me. Uh huh. You know, but uh, and then, yeah, like red meat, I, we don't need a lot. I ordered burgers for me and a little home slice last night because uh, she my wife went to the her our daughter's Galah. school gala kind of thing. Gala. So, yeah. So we ordered burgers, but like it's just subtle changes. And then I have this uh, elliptical thing in my office. That's just oh, a, yeah. it's like one of those like desk ellipticals. But it you can one way it's a desk elliptical and then you turn it the other way and it's like a sitting bike thing. So. I'll do like five minute intervals until I've built up like at least 30 minutes. So uh -huh. I, Cause if I, if, if I sure I can pump out 30 minutes, but then it seems like uh like a chore to me when I do it like that. So when I'm just like, ah, I can, I can devote five minutes of my time right now to this, mm -hmm. I'll do it, get off. And then if I can do that four to five times a day, fantastic. Yeah. Um, so, and you know, I'm not going out on walks, so that's pretty much my exercise there. Um, I probably should go out and walks, but it's going to start to get really hot here. So yeah, I know I can't go on a walk because it's like then my dogs want to go. My do then it's like I can't take the dogs because they don't go at completely different paces. So I literally have to walk one and then t drop that one off and then go walk the other one. And you think one likes to stay home while the other one goes on a walk? No. Yeah. <laughs> the wife, the wife takes the dog on the walks with her because she does big, long walks every day. But sometimes depending well, on the like day, he's like. Like she told me what, like at the end of her walk, she basically had to carry him home because he was just, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I'm I don't want any more of this. Yeah. It's like it will take the puppy and she'll go, you know, up and down the hills and, you know, for an hour. And then the, do- the old guy, he just wants to go like a block, maybe two. Yeah. And he's done. I just want to stretch my legs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty funny. He just came in. I'm like, is he OK? Because he was just like laying there panting. <laughs> She's like, yeah, I had to carry him home. I'm like, yeah. no, old man. Dude's getting Too old, funny. man. It's going to be 13 this year. Uh, Rebel just had his birthday yesterday. He turned 14. Oh, shit. Happy mm-hmm. birthday, Rebel. Wow. Both my dog's birthdays are in May. The little one is going to turn three, I think, on the 14th. It's going to be May. It's, it is May. Oh, it it's is going to be May. Um, Fuck, dude. It's be- May already. God damn it. Mm-hmm. That means the year's almost half over. Some straight up bullshit. <laughs> How's, um, I, I, you sent me a snap of your cat and your dogs eating together. I was going to say the cat's been coming out more. So what what we do, what that. So last night, Josh was giving everybody treat time, a little piece of turkey. And they literally all gathered around him in the kitchen floor. Like, and that's rare because Rebel usually is like, you bring it to me. I'm not moving. Uh, but um, the cat has realized the kitchen, realized crumbs, realized when somebody's eating, ooh, crumbs might appear here. You know, so she and Betty are kind of now like fighting over crumbs. They're not fighting, but you know, it's like dogs. Anywho living together. So one night, Josh, um, what we, what we started doing when the cat comes out and hangs out with us, um, just to kind of coax her out of her little cave Mm. and, um, the dogs are there and everybody's being good in the same room. Everybody gets a little piece of Turkey. It's a high value reward. Ooh, high value reward. High value reward. Cause normally I keep their kibble in my pocket and I use their, just their food kibble as rewards. Mm-hmm. So yeah, fucking piece of turkey. So because it's like, so the cat's routine lately is Josh will feed all the animals in the morning. The cat now will stay out in the living room and usually hang out in her tree all morning. And I'll come out with the dogs later and she usually hangs out until dinner. And then sometimes she'll go in her room for a little while. And then she'll, at nighttime, we'll be hanging out just watching TV and we'll be like, where's the kitties? We'll like have to coax her out of her room and then she'll come out and she'll hang out in the living room with this for the evening. <laughs> So it's like, yeah, when she wants to come out, when everybody's hanging out together and being good, everybody gets no piece of drink. Everybody, everybody <laughs> cool. Everybody, everybody cool. Low yeah, maintenance. Good. All right, great. Um, the, Betty still really wants to play with her. The cat's fucking with her a little bit more. But what we don't like is Betty, like, cor- when she's playing with her and wants to chase her, she'll like corner her sometimes. Like, uh... the cat's trying to go somewhere or get away and betty's like ooh, 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 i got you is this a game you know and it's like you know mm. don't don't do that you know um don't freak the fucking cat out she, the cat hasn't swiped at her with her nails yet or lately at all or hissed at her but she still like does little jabs at her so i mean a little poke 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 there was there was a last night i was giving betty a treat or something betty was super focused on me sitting on the floor and the cat came right up behind her and like stuck her nose she was basically sniffing betty's tail and oh. I was just waiting for her to actually touch her. And Betty would like be like, what the fuck? Cause it, but she didn't. The cat like just stretched out enough. I'm like, okay, I'm going over here now. I was like, that would have been funny. Oh, man. You guys are, it's, it's happening. Yeah. Like when she comes out at night and like, so she'll run around and play. She likes to hang out in the window and chase bugs against the window. And, and, but sometimes she'll just come and hang it on the corner of the couch and Betty will get over it. And she'll just lay on my lap and go to sleep. And <laughs> last night the cat was like kind of batting at my toes like hanging over the, on the recliner you know and i'm like okay we're getting brave because i'm waiting for her to jump up on my lap you know she hasn't done yeah. that yet 
But um, but then this morning, I come out, and for some reason, she like ran ran into the couch a couple times. And it's like I, if somebody comes to the door, or if Betty barks, she's under the couch. But that mm. didn't happen. I had to coax her out a couple times, and then she's been hanging out in her room for the day. So not I just, don't know. Just not in the mood. Yeah, <laughs> I don't blame you. Her little. She's got one of those little suction cup seats that hang on the window in her room, and it's like right in the sun in the morning. So she loves that. Yeah, it's like I get it. It's a good spot. <laughs> to, uh... <laughs> That's funny. Um, hey, Coachella happened while we were gone. Wow, we 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 totally like. Yep. And it was yeah. I guess we forgot about it because the next thing you knew, it was like, oh shit, it, it's Coachella. Yep. But I don't know about you. But I, I I went to Coachella. I I went to some of it. Yeah, I just went to one act at Coachella, and that was just. Uh, I actually uh, went to a couple this year. Did you? I did. I mean, totally forgot that Run the Jewels was on again. Weren't they on it last year? Yep, I think so. So yeah, they've been there on there multiple times. Yeah, they yeah they really have. LP says he's been there like almost the mo- more than any other artist, like between all of his the different acts and shit. Like he's been there like eight, 11 times, something like that. Oh, man. Aren't you over it by now? Come on, LP. <laughs> um, I'd be over it. Be like, oh, this shit again. So I think it was on Saturday. I watched their set from Friday. Uh-huh. I, all I could do was go back to the basically the YouTube live feeds and rewind. I couldn't. That was like yeah. the best luck I had all weekend long. It's and what then, I ended up doing. I think I watched a little bit of Billy Eilish, but I was like, eh, not a headliner. Oh, I forgot about that. I know. It's like, I like some of her songs, but I don't, I, I mean, I don't think I would see her concert. Um, totally forgot Meg Thee Stallion was on, and I love her. So we watched her set from Saturday, but it's like, she was basically just singing over her own tracks. Like she, really? So like borderline lip syncing? She wasn't lip syncing. Because she was singing, but like when she wanted to not sing, her tracks were still going in the background. When she wanted to not sing and just shake her ass, like her shit was still going. Oh, weird. I think that's something that rappers do. And it's just like, okay. uh, not not the ones I well, like. Well, no, yeah, new ones, new ones, new ones. Oh, new ones do that? No. Yeah. And it was, yeah, I'm like, um, okay. I remember, I remember in a, it wasn't a common practice. Like it would, it was normally like if like you had a, like if you were opening up for somebody and you weren't all that big. Like you would be like you would have your own album on and you would rap over it because like that's yeah, that's basically what they were doing. Yeah, you're you're on the come up and that makes sense. And because you want you know, you probably even can't even afford a, uh, an instrumental. Let's just be honest. Because you broke ass. <laughs> you're just trying to pay some dues here. But Megan the Stallion, come on now. I almost wonder if they did that because they were focusing more on the production of the show and the dancing, you know what I mean? Rather than. Yeah. But I just literally watched a, an entire season of Lizzo's like show where she's singing it and dancing at the same mm-hmm. time. So if she can do it, Megan, the Stallion can do it. Come on now. I mean, it's something very common that they do during award shows. And things like oh, that. Yeah, no, I know. So it's like, that's why I say, I wonder if it was more of a, we're going to focus on the production value instead. I mean, it wouldn't surprise I me. Guess. I mean, this was probably done it once or twice. I guess. Anywho. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was disappointing, but I, I don't like her set. it. Her set was entertaining. I watched it. Um, and then um, 
I did not know that fucking Danny Elfman was on the lineup. No idea. What? I was like, what? So, I mean, okay. So we know that for the last 30 years, he's been coming out and doing fucking Nightmare for Christmas at the Hollywood Bowl. And he'll do, he sings his Jack Skellington. Maybe he'll play fucking Dead Man's Party at the end. I do not need to hear Dead Man's Party ever again in my life. <laughs> How about um Dead Man's Party? No, <laughs> I'd be okay with that. But I get it. I get it. I get it. It's Halloween. I get it. But who can ask for more? Um, So fucking he did a, okay. I guess he was supposed to do Coachella last year, but a COVID, he, and he was gearing up for it. And then because the COVID, he did it. So instead, he put out a fucking album with Trent Reznor called Madness. I, I also did not know about this. This I kind of knew about. I've seen some videos released of him. You know, he did some videos for a couple of songs where it's just like almost computer images, just his face, and Danny's face singing it and stuff like that. It's pretty cool. I mean, it's, it's cool shit. So his fucking Coachella set, it was cool because I, the first day I couldn't find it and I was super pissed. So I made sure the next weekend to get up in time, look for it, whatever, because I had to back up again. Yeah, because so they basically do essentially the same lineup two weekends in a row. Right. And I couldn't find it the first weekend. I was very upset. Um, so then um, it was almost like there was a little interview that played right before with Danny and studio getting ready for the set and, you know, the shows and talking about how, you know, he's like, uh, you know, was like for it last year, didn't turn out, made an album instead. So now this year set, he brought back um, his guitarist from Oingo Boingo, which was Steve Bartek, who is his, he's his orchestra conductor for oh. Danny. Yeah. Okay. And he's also done some shit on his own, some own soundtracks and shit like that. Um, so he brought back Bartek to help him come up with this set. So it was part soundtrack shit, part new album and part Boingo stuff. And I thought it was going to be like three different state phases, but they intertwined it all together. And then all the, so dope. That, and all the shit that was like, I mean, they had a full orchestra on the stage with them the whole time with all these like backup singers and shit. And I mean, even the soundtrack shit was just so fucking good to see those singers singing it live, you know? Yeah. And then they would have like clips from the movie behind it or whatever, you know? Um, what a what a cool experience. Oh, that my God. It so was cool. So good. And, and in the interview beforehand, he was talking about how he was nervous because he goes, I haven't been on stage as myself in 30 years. He's only sung as Jack Sculling. He's sung Jack songs. Wow. Because I have, you know, and, and let alone new music. You know, that he I mean, was, but let's also think about how dope it is that Nightmare Before Christmas has been so relevant for the last 30 yeah. years. Like, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know if you could find it, this set, but it's totally worth a watch. And then, like. At the end, when he was introducing his band. Mm -hmm. Fucking Wes Borland was playing guitar for him. What? West Borland from Limp Bizkit. And I had to Google what the fuck. And so Josh Freeze was on drums. Josh Freeze is a really famous drummer. He's, yeah. worked, with, he's worked with fucking everybody. Trent Reznor, yeah. you know, uh, Perfect Circle, all the, you know, everybody. And so him and Borland were, knew each other. And I it said Elfman reached out to Borland to do this. And it was like, he wasn't, he looked normal. That's why I didn't fucking recognize him on stage. No costume, oh, no what? makeup, no eyeballs, nothing. He was he basically wearing like a black button up shirt and black pants or something. It's like, yeah. What the? Wow. That's did not even look like him. Yeah. Because I thought I just thought that no matter when he's playing, he just looks like, you An know, alien. Yeah, basically. I was well, I was I was very impressed. That's an amazing, amazing set. It was very good. Very good. Oh, all right. Well, I'll try and look for that then. I mean, 
I haven't looked since I watched the whole thing, but the last time I did, I could only find, you know, clips. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think once, once the, the weekends are over, I think they, they just pull everything down and just clip it. No, it was so, it was so good. And like I said, he uh, intertwined everything and it was just, although I'm sure on YouTube or daily motion, you're able to find it. It did the Simpsons theme. (laughs) That's funny. Batman shit. Oh my God. He played the Pee Wee Herman, the, you know, breakfast song, the, it was so good. Fucking by a live, a live orchestra doing that shit. It was so good. What a crazy, what a crazy concert or what a crazy show. Yeah, but again, thank God I watched it on the YouTube and, you know, didn't actually have to go to Coachella. Oh, God, to see that. Like, that seems like it, it's a good commercial for him to do that on his own. I mean, I don't know if he's doing that on right, his own, but right. he should. I, I would go see that shit. So so at what point does he play Dead Man's Party? Uh, He did. He did. He did. Of course. <laughs> I mean, it's hard for him not to play that song. I'm yeah. sure he it's it's like De La Soul playing me, myself and I, you know, I, I yeah. remember seeing De La Soul like in. I want to say it was maybe like the early 2000s and they, yeah, they, it was like, meh, meh, meh. no. So so what they do is they start skipping around in a circle and they <laughs> and, and what they what they start chanting is we hate this song. We hate this song. We hate this song. We hate this song. And then it kicks in. Yeah. Hilarious. Yeah. It's funny because I uh, there was a when I was going down a Danny Elfman uh, rabbit hole on YouTube. There's an article. It's like, oh, see why Danny Elfman is, uh, talks about why he was embarrassed by his Oingo Boingo career. And I'm like, what? And it's like, that's not what the whole interview was about. The interview was about he was embarrassed by the weird science video because it was the only video that he didn't have any control over, didn't direct, whatever. He yeah. did the song for the soundtrack and just thought he was done with it. And he went off to go make another album. And they're like, hey, we want to make a video for the song. It's like, fine, whatever. And said he'd be in it. But he so he thought the video was dumb. Not, not his whole Oingo Boingo career. <clears throat> that shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that sucks. Um, Check your head turned 30 while we were. What the fuck? Did I tell you about my I did uh, on my doormat? People laugh at my doormat because it says, so what you, what you, what you want? Nice. But it, I still it, think it's too much. I don't really care what you want. Go away. <laughs> my, I really just wanted a doormat that says go away or unwelcome, but I don't think my husband will let me go. I remember that album vividly because it was a, it was an interesting time for the Beastie Boys because they, especially being a Beastie Boy fan, like, you know, I know people have gone in waves like, oh yeah, Beastie Boys are dope, blah, blah, blah. Like Beastie Boys have always been like, a constant like Star Wars, like Lego, uh, not so much like Lego, I guess, because Lego, I did have my off years. But with the BC Boys, it's always been that. So, I, you know, in, in like grade school, like years after License to Ill, I'm still wearing my License to Ill shirt because I thought it was dope as fuck. And people are like, oh, well, you know, BC Boys haven't done shit, whatever. Um, so I'm in high school and that's when Paul's Boutique comes out. And it's a it's a red cassette and shit and an mm. ex-girlfriend of mine bought it for me and I thought it was the dopest thing I'm like damn she knows me well um, <laughs> but it, it was so different but so sample heavy and I know that like at the beginning a lot of people didn't like fucking Paul's Boutique and stuff but it was still you know it was still I would still consider it in the Beastie Boys like trying to find themselves stage 
And then the album that came out after that, which was in 92. And at that point, I believe you and I were already working together at that point. Um, Check Your Head comes out. Mm-hmm. And to me, that was just, you know, because as much as I listened to a lot of different music, you know, when I got to the goodie, I did not. Did not claim to listen to any of that shit prior to working at the goodie because, you know, my lane was hip hop and maybe R&B. So but on occasion, I'd watch like a video show I'm like, oh, that's a cool song. But like, I would never invest my time into it because it wasn't my shit. And it wasn't until like the Beastie Boys started doing both hybrids of that music where I was like, OK, it's cool to claim other shit. So it was kind of cool. Um, and it's just like that album was just everything like fucking style wise, fucking concert wise, because I remember uh, us seeing them at like the Universal Amphitheater and shit. Um uh, you know, with the Rollins band and Cypress Hill and shit and just mm-hmm. like just it was just a good old fucking time. So the fact that and I, I think of those times fondly because that's right as I was living with my grandma. So I'm, I'm at the like the cusp of like being independent, you know, and shit, because then after that, you and I move in together. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was, it was a very cool time frame. And so to think that that happened 30 years ago is kind of insane to me. <laughs> right kind of insane um it's always kind of stood out to me as one of my favorite beastie boys albums it's it's my favorite still to this day it's it's my favorite um i want to say it's my favorite but i mean i have a hard time putting th- labeling things as like number one i would rather like group things as like these are my top three <laughs> you know what i mean Interesting. Rather, because I, well i do that like with my favorite bands i'm like well i have top i have five yeah People are like what are your favorite yeah bands? no i, I so with the Beastie Boys, I think because it, it's hard for me to um, I, I, like I would say that like just at the top little notch would be check your head. But like at, like everything else is like, you know, ill communication uh, to the five boroughs. Yeah, uh, I was, you I know, was hot sauce that. committee yes. even like they're all say. on that level. So there's three levels for me. There's the 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 half level where check your head is where everything mm-hmm. else is. And then where uh, Hello Nasty is, because mm-hmm. to me, Hello Nasty is still like my least favorite Beastie Boy album. I don't know if I told you, but I think I, it was mine as well for a long time. So what I did was I threw it in my car when I still had a CD player and like, but I'd moved on from listening to CDs, right? We were listening. But sometimes yeah. I back then I couldn't always get a signal for something. So mm. it, I put that album in my car as a default on purpose. Oh, to, like make myself listen to it more and, uh-huh. and grew to love it just as much, really. Uh, it's the it's the one I put on least. And I I think you've told me that you've done that here and there. Mm-hmm. And, and I thought, oh, yeah, maybe I should just kind of like give it some more time. But I don't ever go. It never it's never a go to for me. <laughs> like yeah. it, like there's there, I'm not saying that there's not songs on there that are bangers like fucking, you know, uh, intergalactic shit, you know. But there's some stuff on that. To me, it's it's the one album that I can't listen from beginning to end like the other ones. Hmm. I can I can listen to the beginning to end, even still to this day, the fucking ill uh, uh, license to ill uh, Paul's boutique uh, fucking check your head ill communication to the five boroughs fucking um, uh, the hot sauce committee. But mm-hmm. the one that I can't listen from beginning to end is Hello Nasty. So that's why it's like hmm. in that like third tier for me. Gotcha. Gotcha. Then, and that's all. Total, 
And that's all I have to say about Beastie Boys. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So uh, RuPaul, this season of RuPaul's Drag Race wrapped up. Yeah, Uh, and how was that? And I am uh, super happy to say that uh, the drag queen I was rooting for the whole time, my favorite, Willow Pill one. Oh, um, look at that. And this was the All-Star uh, one? No, 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 no. All-Stars hasn't st- started yet. That's the next season that's going to start. This was just uh, season 14 of regular, which was, you know, unknown to us uh, uh. drag queens. Um, From day one, from the first episode of this season, the first episode was like, okay, it's going to be a talent show. So show us your talent. Show us what you, you're about and what you do, mm-hmm. you know? And she came out and did this little twisted act. I think I mentioned it before. She had a bathtub set up on stage and she did they played that and she lip synced that Enya song that Oh my god. The one that like South Park had used a couple times. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) So they had this bathtub set up and I was like uh, cotton for like bubbles. And uh, she came out and she threw some soap in it and then she was drinking a glass of wine. She was in a nightgown and she threw her wine in it. And then she went over to this table that was on the side of the stage that had spaghetti meatballs and she started just shoving it in her mouth with no utensils. And then she picked it up and threw it in the tub. And then um, she drops her nightgown and she's wearing like a thong um, uh, bathing suit kind of thing. And then she takes a, um, uh, picks up a toaster and throws it in the tub and then she gets in the tub. <laughs> and that was her whole fucking act. And I was like, Yes. Oh, and I think I mentioned from the moment she walked in the workroom, she she's dressed like a little Paris Hilton, like from the 90s, like little mini skirt, little tank top with the cardigan and wearing these fucking platform flip flops, which is like a no, no to drag queens. Like you better know how to walk in heels. Right. Oh, and shit. she came out in these flip flops, but she had this shirt on and look, it was in pink glitter and it looked like it said angel with a halo on it, but it said angle. It was spelled wrong. <laughs> So it's like from the very minute, it's like I just knew she was twisted and a little funny, you know. Yeah. Um, and every so, time she... and I don't, I don't remember if I've ever asked you this. Are they're in drag the entire time? Like you never see them in no. like their no, outside. Oh. No, you you first meet them. Every season starts off where they're this is their intro where they walk in the drag in the workroom in full drag, introducing themselves. That's how we first meet them, right? And then uh-huh. then Rue comes in the workroom as. Charles as man, he always comes out, you know, bald in these snazzy suits and, and he'll welcome all the Queens and then um, he'll give them their first challenge. So that's the, then, so then they get out of drag and that's the first time you and they see each other out of drag. Like, well, usually usually they're doing a challenge, like as the drag, they come in, but then the first, and it's always the thing on the show too, is, Oh, we can't wait to see everybody out of drag. Cause then you're like, cause then they're all like, Oh, he's cute. He's cute. (laughs) I was going to say, I'm like, is there ones that like look completely, uh, it's like drastic where it's like, Holy fuck. Like what? Like even this season, one of the runner ups, her name was. Angeria Paris Michaels. I love these fucking names. Hold on. (laughs) Angeria. Angeria Paris Van Michaels. Now, That's she funny. came from the pageant world of queens. Very put together, the, the big gowns, always, you know. Um, and when she did her makeup to her nose, it's like made it look like it was barely there. It was so thin. But then out of drag, it's like you have a huge nose. It's like the tricks they do with fucking makeup just yeah. like blow my mind. This is why I love people are like the like, artistry like, of makeup. Yes. And, and my old host would be like, why do you love the drag queen so much? I'm like. Because they are more woman than I will ever be. It's like right. It's the, like 
Those the drag queens own use... so much more makeup than I do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and the fact that they can use makeup and padding to turn themselves into a woman and a fabulous fucking woman who goes yeah. out and then performs head to toe like that. And with the confidence, like, I know I'm the shit. Yeah. And performs and performs on top of that. Yep. So, yeah, a lot of times these, these pageant queens will come in and they're very proper, but they're not funny or they don't let loose or they can't perform, you know. No. Um, some of them come in and they're more of a comedy queen, but don't have a lot of style or fashion, you know. So hmm. um, there's different types of queens, different types win. Willow was fucking great because she every time she came out on the runway. So every episode, there's a mini challenge. And then there's a bigger challenge and it ends with a runway look. They're going to give you a theme for like, let's say today you had the challenge was you have to write a verse and lip sync in this new video. And then you still have to put together the theme on the runway tonight was um, chaps, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Or give me your office bitch, boss bitch look or something like that, you know? So every, yeah. every show has got a mini challenge, a challenge, and then a runway. And what Rue does, mom, what Mama Rue does is she picks the top three, somebody wins, and then there's a bottom three, and two of them have to lip sync against each other, and one of them's gonna go. So, fucking funny. This year, there's usually the first half of the show, there would be queens that would go all the way to the end, never being in the bottom and never having to lip sync and win the whole fucking show. Never Ooh. having to lip sync, right? Because there's a famous one, season four or five. Her name is Bianca Del Rio because she's just fucking hilarious. I mean, this bitch has like a comedy tour these days. Oh, shit. She roasts the shit out of everybody. And she's always got the, like, I just came from Florida look with like her head up into like a turban and just drastic makeup and stuff. <laughs> never seen her lip sync in her life because she never got in the bottom of her show, right? Oh. But it got to a certain point where she's like, I got to know my, these winners can lip sync. So then it got to a certain point where the finale was like a bigger deal. It's in front of a live audience and they all have to lip sync each other oh, to okay. see that you can. So... It's funny because sometimes on All Stars, they'll bring back former queens and you have to lip sync against them. Like, oh, she was known as a lip sync assassin. So there was one time where Bianca actually showed up where everyone was like, what? And she comes out and goes, oh, I don't think so. She goes, bitch, if you do it right, you're never in the bottom. You don't have to lip sync. Bye. <laughs> and she walked off. It's like, damn. <laughs> oh, um, that's awesome. So this season, they took... Um, Rue sent five queens to the fucking finale, and usually there's never yes, usually wow. there's never been more than four. That's so she sent lot. five. Yeah, she sent five. Well, yeah, and then they have to lip sync each other and they narrow it down. So she sent five queens to the finale. They said she said you're gonna have to your first. You're each gonna perform an individual original performance. Mm -hmm. They all had to. And then she's going to pick the two best and they're going to have to lip sync battle each other on the same stage at the same time. Wow. So the top five queens this season were uh, Willow Pill, Bosco, uh, this Angeria Paris Van Michaels, um, <laughs> Lady Camden, and Diabetti. <laughs> Oh, uh, these are good names. And yes, Diabetti is diabetic. And so she, you know, wears the uh, flag proudly and advocates, you know. That's awesome. Diabetti is very punk in her appearance. Um, so Angeria performed first and it was very <laughs> like Beyonce, pop, dancing around the stage, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then 
I always told my husband, I said, they're going to give you the first one is going to be good. And the last one's always going to be good. The middle's always like, Meh. Oh. Um, and then they had these two other queens. Then Bosco performed who shouldn't even been in the finale. Bosco got eliminated fucking twice. But what, one of the things Rue did this year at the beginning of the whole show, she gave everybody a, a chocolate candy bar and said, if you're eliminated, then you will get to open this candy bar on stage. If it's chocolate, you're going home. If it's gold, you get to fucking stay. Bosco oh. got the gold candy bar, ended up staying, but then ended up winning the next fucking challenge when she should have gone. Oh, home. wow. Like, yeah. Anyway, it's kind of where we got five. Bosco's was lame. De- uh, Angeria's was okay. Um, all these original songs were just kind of boring. Um, Diabetes, I don't remember what it was. <laughs> um, Lady Camden, she was a dancer by trade. She also did a couple performances where like she came out and she fell and she'd get back up and like her wig fell off. And then now all of a sudden she's like Freddie Mercury. It was like, oh, good. Wow. Good reveal. Good reveal. Right. Wow. So she did a nice little performance. And so um, Willow Pill, they say for last. I was like, turn to my husband and say, oh, this is going to be good. So Willow Pill came out and performed her original song. And as soon as it came on, and it, I never heard it. Obviously, it was original. But as soon as I heard the verse, I was like, this is my new fucking theme song. So I sent it to you because <laughs> it's one of the songs we added to our playlist. And it's called I Hate People. As I try to play it right now. I love a sky. I love a sun. I love a night, I love a tree, I love a run. I love a toaster, I love a bath. I love a song, I love a dance, I love a laugh. And I hate people. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, yes. I hate people. Big or small, short or tall, people. I hate people. I love a tea. I love a face. I love a cheese. I love a dip. I love a place. I hate people. I hate people. Oh my god, it's so fucking good. I hate people. Big or small, short or tall, people. I hate people. So she comes out and performs this song and she's been this long, like chartreuse green dress. Oh, oh, it's really oh. an ugly color. It's pretty funny. And she's got like this giant, it's almost looks like a sun around her face, but it's made out of this chartreuse, like frillery, frillery thing. <laughs> so she goes through half the song and her reveal at the end, she pops the, the, her, this thing around her face off and she's now got two more heads. There's like a blonde version of her. And so she's now this three headed drag queen. And she's dancing out and she hates people. And at the very end, she's like, I hate people. And she pulls up her skirt and she's got another fucking face where her crotch should be. It was like... Showmanship. I mean, queens. Artistry. Like, yeah, uh, for real. For real. Because a lot of times the reveals they'll do on these things are either a wig or another dress, like a shorter dress under a big dress. I've never seen a bitch pull out some more heads and one on her crotch. It was just so fucking good. I was like, oh, my God. And then um, that got her to the finale where she had to lip sync battle against Camden. And it's like, okay, again, you know, they all got something up their sleeve. And Willow Pill came out and her outfit. She almost looked like Peter Byrne with a giant suit, right? Oh, uh uh-huh. She's really small. Willow Willow Pill is really small. 
because a lot of these drag queens, well, they're men first off, and then you put them in fucking six inch heels. They're fucking yeah. huge. Yeah, so seven Willow feet Pill tall. Is like maybe only five two to begin with. So she's little. Oh, um, so she's standing there, and she's wearing like this big giant suit jacket that it almost goes to the floor, but she's got like these fake arms coming out the bottom of the jacket. <laughs> so what was the song they had to perform in the finale? Hold on, I gotta like they gave them a song that they have yes, to do. this time. Yeah, I was like, Yeah, you had to perform RuPaul's Drag Race, RuPaul's Drag Race season 14 finale song. What was it they had to lip sync? Oh, gimme, 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 but Cher's version. I'm like, Oh, I didn't know Cher did a version of that song, but okay. Hmm. Um, so Camden had a wig reveal, which is almost the same wig that she wore in her. Previous performance, it was just a different color. It's like one was red and one was pink. So it was like, meh. So Willow Pill came out. She was wearing the big jacket. So then she does a reveal and she takes off the jacket. And now she's just in a giant pair of pants. (laughs) (laughs) Matched the jacket. (laughs) And then she Uh, peels that off and she's wearing like this little thong like thing dancing around. So uh the the shit that they come up with man exactly and it was just like the shit that willow pill came up i mean again it wasn't just another little fucking dress or just a wig her reveals were all like oh my god you know (laughs) reveal on top of reveal it was just so fucking hilarious so so the right person won willow pill in my opinion willow pill won the crown i love her i I was like i i went to her website to try and buy like some of her merch it was already fucking sold out and like i should have done that earlier because she had a sweatshirt with the whole angle picture on it like oh my god like oh my god or they had one of her in the bathtub and that's i was like uh, it was like the drawings of her they're like cartoons Uh, uh uh-huh oh my god so good so good lots of hustle man apparently she's good at her hustle good for so yeah so now uh i think season seven all-stars starts in a couple weeks (laughs) (laughs) We get a break. Um, but we're talking about the playlist. So yeah, I added song that song to the playlist. It's not even like a minute and a half. Um yeah. and I also added Megan the Stallion's new song that she premiered. She sung part of it at her Coachella performance. I think she sung like the first verse and that's it. But then she released it like the next week. It's called Plan B. It, oh, <laughs> and when she performed it at Coachella, she said, This is this is to a certain unnamed person. Oh. Damn, throwing shade and shit. Damn. Let's see. Who fuck you think you talking to, nigga? Fuck me, nah, nigga. Fuck you, nigga. Damn, fuck, nigga. Still can't believe I used to fuck with you. Popping playing bees, cause I ain't playing to be stuck with you. Damn, I see you still kick it with them op bitches. I'm the only reason that your goofy ass got bitches. Some of them hoes wanna look like me. Bitch, most likely. Holy fucking you just to spite me. But please don't get it twisted. I ain't tripping. I never put my face. A nigga, bitch, I'm a die independent. If you was wondering, yeah, boy, I'm still that bitch. I had to block you, but you still gotta watch this shit. Cause who the fuck rock it like me? No bra, tight tee, slick back, ponytail, feeling like I'm iced tea. You know I suck it good, real hood, real wake up. You know her head weak if she ain't fucking up her makeup. Damn, I can't believe I used to let you fuck me. I'd rather be in jail before I'm broke. Hey, hey, for the chorus. Cause this shit could get ugly. That's why as fuck niggas get money. And I don't give a fuck if that nigga 
I run Ay. dick. Ay. Use a bitch. Mugler suit in my meat. Steak when I'm eating. Making so much money. This nigga dumb if he's cheating. Bitches watching and hating. Put that shit in their faces. I buy the whole building and keep them hoes in their places. He's a bitch in it. Like a baptism. He hit this water, then he coming back a real nigga. How you want a bitch? But I want to work. How you want a bitch? I think that I think that that line right there is my favorite. Like you need to eat this shit or someone else gonna do it. <laughs> I'm like, you're goddamn right, Megan the Stallion. Her. I love her. <laughs> well, my, mine's a little different this week. Okay, my, what you got? Uh, it is a a. I was looking for. I I was in a, a mood to listen to like some heavier music, so I found this cover of this song, which I thought was snazzy enough for my um my choice this week which is from okay. a band called one morning left and let, let's see if you can um pick it see how long it takes you to pick out the song okay i like a good cover oh let's beat it <laughs> I may have slipped not with the drums. So there, yeah, there you go. There's uh, there's my choice for the week. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I like that. I appreciate a good cover. Yeah, I was looking through stuff and I'm like, I don't know what the fuck this song is. And then I put it on and I was like, oh shit, this is good. <laughs> I dig it. It's that song. It's funny. Um, I want to guess how many times I left the house in two weeks. Ooh, shit, two weeks, <laughs> including today. Oh yeah. damn, a bird just. Flew into my window. The, oh, like freaky. flew that's at freaky. the window. You didn't fly into the yep. window. window closed. Um, let's see. Including today, I'm going to say you left the house twice. I left the house five times. What? What are you, Once. a fucking teenager? 
I know. Last week, I had a bunch of doctor's appointments. Okay, Hubby and I had a date night. Hubby worked, like I said, he worked like three weeks in a row, and we were sitting on some gift certificates. So he, we were going to go out to dinner <laughs> on our anniversary, but we got to make reservations for the next night. And they're like, uh, earliest we have is like 9.15. We're like, no, no, no. <laughs> we're in bed by then. So uh, uh, uh. we made a reservation like on a Monday or Tuesday. It was a Monday night, which is like his Friday. So we had like early bird, like, we're all about five, five, five thirty reservation. Anyway, mm. we went out and had a lovely Italian dinner. Very nice. Had some fresh made gnocchi. It's delicious. Best gnocchi I've had in my life. <laughs> Knuckle. I had some raviolis that were stuffed with veal, spinach, ricotta, and there was something bacony in there, but not bacon. I can't remember what it was. Bring it. It was delicious. Um. That's dinner. Next day, I had a doctor's appointment. And then fucking had husband take me to a doctor's appointment, and his battery died in the parking lot. Of his car? Yeah. Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah. But we're fine up till then, so we had to AAA it. Um, had another doctor's appointment. I had a bunch of doctor's appointments. Oh, and then on Friday, I went and dropped a bunch of shit off at the thrift store. They had to go to the pharmacy, run errands, that kind of shit. Wow. Yeah. I even put off, like Thursday, I was even supposed to have more doctor's appointments. I'm like, I don't want to leave the house. So I moved him. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll deal with that next week. I'm like, I don't want to. I don't want to. I'm looking at my calendar to see because I don't remember. So I was Well, to... I know you had a date night in there. We did. And you mentioned it when we were talking. Um, oh, damn it. You said, oh, we, wife and I went out to date night and didn't even have a drink. Ah, see, I got that. Um, I think you hung out with friends. Okay. I'm only guessing two. I'm only guessing two because that's the only two that I noted. So I'm going to say that's probably correct because <laughs> they're all you can remember. What, yes. It, and I don't even remember the date, to be honest with you. I'm like, really? That was that. That was two, like in the last two weeks. All right, cool. Um, but I had to drop my wife off at her car this morning. So, oh, I forgot about that one. Um, so did you, yeah. with did you go hang out with friends? In the last I did not because everybody's been canceling. Okay. So that, okay. So that sick. was the two. Okay. So instead of going, hang out with friends, you left and dropped your wife. So that is two. Yeah. That you can think of. Okay. Good yeah. job. Go yeah. Meet. No, we had, we had all kinds of plans to meet up. People, I should be keeping score on this. Cause I only say that now. Cause I think that's the only time I had to win. I think you've won every other time. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm pretty good at this. Why well, was, um, yeah, it wasn't a lot. And mind you, I think, like if it covers the last two weeks, oh, I know why I, I didn't leave the house last weekend at all because I, I don't like to leave the house when I'm on call. Oh, yeah. And my on-call shift would have been Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And I had my family in town, but I didn't leave. They came over and then they went out a couple of times and I didn't go with them and they came back, you know. Got it. I, never, I never left the house with them. Oh, no, wait. We went to lunch at the winery. That's another time. Oh, wow. You are. Dang, a, that's six. You're a teacher. Like that's right. I did take him to the wine here for lunch now. I remember it was some lovely. whippersnapper was quite, shit you got. Quite on. lovely. Oh, fucking social life. What is happening? I know. Was out way too much. Was I was wearing too? my mask around too. And I was one of the few people that were doing it. Like, I don't give a fuck. I'm gonna wear my ass. If anybody asks me why I'm gonna go, it's because I don't like people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My at the gala last night, apparently my wife was the only one wearing the, their mask, and they were like, well, Why are you still Again. wearing that thing? And she's like, Cuz. 
Oprah put out a special that's coming out right now about the whole pandemic, talking about how like a lot of people of color got like screwed and talking about the fact that she's still wearing her mask and shouldn't shame people for it because she still thinks it's too soon too. Oprah thinks it's too soon. And if Oprah thinks it's too soon, then someone should be. Listening. She a billionaire, so she got to be well, right. Let's let's oh, put no, it this way. way. I'm not going to say that because Musk and Bezos. <laughs> right. But, you know, maybe some Karens will listen to Oprah because she Oprah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't know if Karen's listen to Oprah anymore. They're still really? on Fox News. Yeah. Well, yep. Still, still rocking it till the wheels fall off with my mask as DTA, um, CYA, PYF. Yeah. Pretty, I'm not, again, pretty much because I don't like you. Yep. Mask it. See, because you all up in my face asking me about it. You know, maybe it's just because like I, I look angry when I'm wearing my mask. I just feel like it's another layer of protection, not necessarily germs, another layer of um, of me not looking inviting to talk to. Yes. So That's I think what I, feel I, I, I think that I'm already a person that you probably don't want to talk to or agreed, you think agreed. Same. So now you're I'm wearing a mask and, you know, I have very like angry looking eyebrows. Mm-hmm. So now you can only see my eyes and my eyebrows. Then, yeah, I'm probably looking angrier than ever, right. even though I'm just now like, I, yay, right. it's a Saturday. To me, it feels like an Fuck extra- off an extra layer of unapproachableness that's the oh my god i want a shirt that says that yeah it's why are you wearing a mask because i was hoping you wouldn't approach me about it yeah i'm wearing my mask <laughs> because um even with my mask i could still off. yeah Fuck off. oh it's my phone for you Fuck off. <laughs> this message is for you Fuck off. uh Fuck off. It's like, look, man, if if, if it, here's here's a word of wisdom and maybe you're not our audience who who I'm telling this to. Maybe you are. I don't know. Um, or maybe somebody's bumping this podcast in their car and, and you and your Trump sticker are passing by right now and, and hear me. <laughs> um, it's OK if I want to wear my mask. It's not OK that I need your opinion because mm-hmm. I'm not giving you my opinion. Just because I'm wearing a mask, I'm just wearing it because your your halitosis is just one of the many problems with you right now. Or I, I'm just gonna have a bunch of pocket reasons because I'm gonna go. I'm Japanese. I think we should adopt just adopt the fact that they wear masks more common. Or or, or just I'm um, just thing. I'm just gonna shush people if they yeah. ask me. I'm just gonna be like shh, silence, and then you're gonna be like what? I'm like just shh. or. Oh, I, Oh, Normally, airbutt. back in the where day, you... I would do it to you. Right. But I'm not touching your face. So I'm going to do or, it to my mask. You just walk around with your AirPods in too and be like. The, I think the best part is that we're, we're talking like we're in these scenarios when when the fuck would we be in these scenarios? <laughs> right. Like I said, yeah, I did. Have we haven't left. And yeah, I, I wore my mask. I, I was one of the few. I mean, even at the doctor's <laughs> office, it was like. There were two people there. I mean, the people that worked there, like of the employees. Well, by physical therapy, everybody's always still wearing it. Yeah. I'm trying to think of like what? <clears throat> oh no, I know. Oh, that's another time I went on the house. I take Rebel to a vet appointment. <laughs> oh, very nice. Another time. And I wore my mask, and like there were two workers there wearing their masks, and one wasn't, and nobody else in the in the place was, you know, like, don't care. Yep. Don't care. Yeah, I was supposed to leave the house a little more, but wasn't feeling well. I had a bunch, yeah, just a bunch of shit to do last week. Yeah. I had a bunch of shit to. It's funny because I had the whole week off before I started my new job, but I didn't leave the house. And then 
like the first. Well, you know what happened was I was trying to make a bunch of appointments for that week, but I'd waited too late and couldn't get them in that week. And then, you know, so I made them after because I knew the first few weeks of my new job's kind of light. Yeah. The learning. We're, just, we're still learning stuff. Um, we're learning you and you're learning us. It's all good. It's all good. It's all lovely. Oh, good for you, honey. So since we were gone for two weeks, we added a, an extra program, a program interviewing. Uh, inadvertently, we, we bonus you. <laughs> yeah, because I was like, oh, I watched this and I sent it to you. And you're like, I ended up watching it, too. So you got a two, two, two reviews in one. Yeah. So um, I should probably play the music and some junk. Play that music. OK, let's do that. Yo, it's the Goody Squad. Goody Squad, episode 148. I'm Chiba Hughes X. Hey, everybody. Um, We'll start with the movie that we were in, originally intended to review. Uh, popped up on Netflix, I think, like two, three weeks ago. And was, I even saw it and I was like, that looks cute. It looks like School of Rock. And I added it to my list. It's called what? Metal. Metal Lords. Lords. I wrote gods. I always keep that. I knew that was wrong. I keep writing. Keep saying metal gods. Um, And then you mentioned it. And I was like, oh, I was going to watch that anyway. So now we watched it for us. It was cute. Yeah, I thought so. Um, Trying to figure out where I knew that drummer, the drummer kid. It was in something else. Yeah. He was in it. He was in the new it. Oh. (laughs) I think you. Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was, you know, it, it's it had similarities to stories we've seen in the past, one thing or another. But, you know, uh, I think that they did a great job with the the band, the reluctant band getting together, which, you know, was like two best friends. Um, one of them was really into metal. The other guy, you know, is he, he looked indifferent at the beginning of the movie. It's kind of band geek. He was I, mean, yeah. I tried not to read too much into the plot because it wasn't one of those movies it was just sit back and enjoy but i was like hey, he was your best friend for that long you had to have known some of those bands already yeah yeah it, it, yeah it's not like he sprung it on you like he had enough time to grow his hair long which could have given you enough time to acquiesce to his uh suggestions of music <laughs> um but i did actually like watching him go through the journey of when his friends like oh you want to be metal and it's priest and this is motorhead and, and giving him the list and going through his little spiel of who metal gods are and him learning. I did enjoy seeing that process. So yeah. I, I guess that's why they gave it to us. Um, I'll have to say like when I saw the preview, it was like, okay, kids want to be cool. So they do a metal band. Oh, oh, that's, you know, invite a girl into the band and Oh, of course they're going to battle the bands. You know, it's like, yeah. like every show about a band's got to have a battle of the bands. But what I did not expect, and I want to give them props specifically <laughs> on, is that the, the other band in the battle was not the enemy. He was not the dickhead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There wasn't like it wasn't like our traditional bad guy, like Chet Ramerson. The... Well, we did have Chet, but he was just ended to be he was just some school jock. He wasn't yeah. like the you, he, he wasn't the he wasn't like the arch enemy was gonna be the other band. He like, wasn't as big would, a protagonist as you would have thought. Yeah. <laughs> And it um, had like real, like like metal songs. 
Uh, the fact that like they had the jacuzzi scene. I was going to say that had to be my best scene. My favorite scene of the whole movie when uh, he was visited by four metal lords, uh, metal gods, I would actually say, that played themselves, that, was, that were appearing at themselves, which is pretty fucking funny. Yeah. And, uh, and, was, and, and to see that someone, I'm trying to remember who, somebody was, uh, some musician was attached to this movie. Who was that? I'll go back to the to hot tub scene. So it when he was you know trying to figure out who this chick in the hot tub, uh, the visions of Scott Ian, Tom Morello, Kirk Hammett, and Rob Halford appeared before him. Rob yes. Halford being mostly the voice of reason. <laughs> <laughs> Who's like decked in like obviously Which was full great. leather. Yeah. So fucking good. Uh, Joe Manganiello was in it. I was like, oh, hey, what up? Yeah. Mr. Vergara. Just kidding. Um, that, I mean, I, and you I, know I think what? he respects I like, that. I like the whole, um, you know, I wanted to see the, uh, the the whole they recruited the cello girl and then, you know, she shows up all uh, all metal. I thought that yeah. was cute. I was waiting for that. Part. And then they perform all together, which was kind of cool to see a uh, cello in in lieu of a bass. It was good. I thought, I mean, they're bad. I mean, I liked the cello instead of the bass. I thought it was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Even who was, the who was the person that was uh, attached to this movie, though? A rock Are, person? Yeah. Like there was somebody who like, might have helped with the music or something or or i saw it in the credits and i was like oh shit i should write this down and then completely didn't write it down oh, i don't know i don't i don't see anything on the wiki that stands out to me well i i owe you guys that information because <laughs> i'm trying to remember who it was and i for the life of me cannot like i said i'm trying to scroll through the through the wiki real quick and let's see maybe it's in say. the trivia on imdb <laughs> It was fun. It wasn't very long. No, no, it wasn't like crazy long. 98 was... minutes, so a little over half an hour. Yeah. Uh, an hour and a half. And oh, yeah. Um, and then uh, the guy who played the metal kid's dad, I was like, oh, I've seen that guy a bunch of places before, too. I was like, oh, Stranger Things. He's the weird scientist guy they went to. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, that guy. I've seen him in a bunch of stuff, though. A bunch of stuff. He was pretty funny. Tom Morello, I think it was. Oh, he helped. I think he helped in something. He had something to do with it. Yeah, I'm looking through their through the trivia, and I think it was. Oh, that's what it was. The song "Machinery of Torment" was composed oh. by Tom Morello. That was the serves... song where the, the metalhead kids that he the song they wrote. Yes, who serves as the executive music producer for the movie. That was the point. Oh, okay, very cool. Ooh, very thank cool. you, IMDb trivia. Oof. Right. Ooh, chat. That was fun. Yeah, I liked it. And I, I think I would watch it again. I wish that, you know, it's it's rated R. So I thought it was for, for at, because I'd seen part of it. I There were parts I didn't get to. So I thought, oh, like my kid could watch this. But then I saw the rating. I'm like, no, nah, my kid can't watch this. Um, <laughs> a lot of cursing, I think. It, it's a lot of cursing and there's some boobs here and there. I, I oh, wish yeah. I wish that they would give me a version that just has that stuff cut out, like the TV version. <laughs> to play for because I think she would enjoy it, but you know I can't show her the, those things without having Wrong. to sit there and like cover eyes. Like I, we were watching um, I, I the new uh, Lego Star Wars came out late recently, and me and her have been playing it a lot. So I figured because <laughs> I started her with uh, the Force Awakens mm -hmm. on that level because you know she's she's been getting into Ray and 
and she knows Leia, but like, you know, I'm trying to like more acclimate her to, hey, look, there's also Ray, who's a Jedi, blah, blah, blah. So we started on the on those levels, the Force Awakens levels. So I put that on for her last night and we were watching it uh, since the wife was at the gala. Gala. And uh, it got to the part where uh, uh, Han Solo and Kylo Ren are on that like, you know, ledge or whatever. And, you know, right before he's about to like, you know, basically lightsaber his dad to death. I cover her eyes and she's like, what's nah. going on? I'm like, ah, we probably shouldn't watch this part. Nah. <laughs> she's like, what's happening? I'm like, uh, he's going to kill his dad. And he's like, mm. oh, no, why would he do that? I'm like, yeah, let's just uh, well, he's, he's corrupted. Remember, the dark side <laughs> of the force he's, it's Sith. So, yeah. So I didn't want to have those kind of moments with this movie. And, and right. where I had to be like on to remember like oh here comes that part okay we're good all right we're moving on right good parenting point. is weird y'all <laughs> <laughs> parenting is weird um so i enjoyed it i would watch this again i, I if it if, if i just put it on as something in the background yeah and listen to the music i could totally do that i'm going to give this a, okay. a three and a half all right i'm giving it a I would throw it out again for background, but it's like, you know, uh, I don't know how often I would do that. I wouldn't pay too much attention to it. Yeah. I like the dynamic between the boys. I told dad to watch it just because I liked the metalness and the drummer learning the shit. Yeah. And and I, I'd be curious to see what uh, what what his um, thoughts are when yeah. he sees it. Yeah. Um, and then another one we kind of threw in there because we both ended up watching it. It was a Hulu limited series called captive audience it's a three part three episodes and the reason i turned it on is because i vaguely remembered the story as a kid i don't remember it happening so it's a story about um steven stainer who was kidnapped in 1972 as a seven-year-old and then he showed up seven years later with another little kidnapped kid who he basically rescued from his kidnapper now i don't remember that because i was only uh, you know six seven at the time but they did make a TV movie out of it that ran in 1989. And I think that's what I remember because it's okay. like, I just vaguely remember a story or there were other stories about a kidnapped boy that came back with another kidnapped kid. It was like, what the fuck? Um, mm. So I vaguely remember the story. So that's why I watched it. So it's on Hulu. It's three parts. It was called Cap uh, captive um, audience. The, the miniseries that ran in 18, 1989 is called I Know My First Name is Stephen Call, starring Corin Nemec, who I remember from Parker Lewis Can't Lose. <laughs> um, <laughs> so they had a documentary because I was like, oh, yeah, whatever happened to that kid or what was the story? And then um, got sucked into it because they were talking to you know mom and sister and ex-wife and stuff like that. So what had happened was I'm going to try and try and wrap it up for you little steven stainer was kidnapped at seven years old by this guy pretending to be a priest he had an accomplice with with him who was like pretending to be like from a church going hey does your mom want to donate anything to church and he was grown up to respect elders and you know answer them when they're talking to you so he talked to these guys like oh yeah i guess so probably and then they ended up getting him in the car going oh we'll drive you to your mom's house and then they past the mom's house and he's like where are we going oh it's just a little further and this guy ends up kidnapping him at seven years old and then 
he came from a family of five. So this guy ends up telling him, oh, your family doesn't want you anymore. They can't afford you. You're too expensive. So I adopted you and changed his fucking name and moved him. And, you know, it's seven. Like, what are you going to believe? Number one. Number two, he's like, if I left or tried to escape, I didn't know where the hell I was. I didn't know where yeah. to go. I didn't know how to get help. Yeah. So this guy kidnapped him and he moved, kept moving him for all these little cities, little cities around California. I think he was originally taken from Merced. I don't remember. Lived I think that's what it was. Little cities, put him to school and stuff like that. These people are like, yeah, I knew him as Dennis. He had this dad. Um, we would hang out. Um, they didn't know he was kidnapped. He never said any, he never told anybody. And again, people were like, well, why didn't you run away? He's like, I didn't know where the hell to go. Um, yeah. I mean, the kid had his own like life, like yeah. with these it, people and stuff. This, it, this guy let him drink or I don't know if he let him drink, but he let him smoke and like drive his car like on his property at, at like age 14 and stuff like that. And then I guess um, Stephen got too old or his name is Dennis now. And um, yeah, that's right. He renamed him. Renamed to Dennis. So all these friends they were talking to when went to high school knew him as Dennis. And they but they also knew that they're like, I knew we you couldn't go to his house like he went over to other people's houses, but it, you couldn't go there. It was just weird. But you didn't ask kind of thing. Yeah. It was like a don't ask, don't tell. Yeah. So. The guy who kidnapped Dennis eventually starts talking about wanting to get another kid, a younger kid. When Dennis, because uh, Dennis slash Steven hit puberty, he was getting too old for him. And I guess a couple of times he had taken Dennis slash Steven to try and use him as a lure to kidnap another kid. And Steven mm -hmm. said he purposely fucked it up so that wouldn't happen. So and real, the real story is, and I don't know if this played in the in miniseries or not. He ended up using one of Stephen's high school friends who we knew was a druggie and paid him off some money to help him kidnap this little kid. So Stephen came back from school one day and there's this little kid there. And he's like, oh, you know, say hi to your new brother. And Stephen's like, oh, fuck this shit. So he waited till the guy went to work on his night shift. And that night he fucking took the kid and just they left. And they fucking I think, bounced. I think he ended up walking like four miles or something until they found a car that gave them a ride. And just took him to the police station. And he's, all he said was, I, I think I know my name is Steven. That's all he, re he remembered. He, I don't think he even really remembered his last name. And he knew that he was kidnapped. So he was praised as a hero for bringing this little kid back. And when they first found him, you know, and asked him about this guy and, you know, did anything weird happen? Is there any sexual stuff? He said no. And he said that, you know. Later on, he said that, yeah, shit happened. But this guy always said, don't say anything about it. And so he was a kid and I don't say anything. He's like, who am I going to talk to about it? You know, yeah. Um, because what had happened was when the cops found naked pictures of the kid in this guy's possessions and then they came out and asked him, he said, yeah, shit happened. That's why he ended up rescuing the little kid because he didn't want shit to happen with him. Fortunately, when that came out, now he's in regular school. So he gets he, he goes back uh, you know, home at 14 and, and now like he's the smoking kid that they don't even know because when he left, he was seven year old and his parents can't relate to him. His dad's like, no, he doesn't need therapy. He's fine. Yeah. Okay. Well, and on top of that, he's dealing with like being a local celebrity, which is kind of weird. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was bad at the time. Like the, yeah, the, the fucking, the reporters right on their front door and like the parents didn't know. And they were, I mean, at the time they were following around school all the time when he was, returned and they want fucking sticking cameras in his face and wanting to know everything and yeah you know the parents the mom was like you know yeah we wouldn't have let that all that happen now you know you didn't know then you didn't know you could stop it back then like yeah. I said they were just walking on school campuses and sticking a microphone in his face 
Um, like watching him go to class like a normal kid. It's like he's not normal right now because he, he because you're there and 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 accosting him basically. Right. Um, and and the kid fucking needed that dude. That poor dude needed therapy for sure. <laughs> yeah. So the kidnapper went on trial for kidnapping the little boy and was sentenced to seven years. And then by the time he went on trial for the shit he did to Stephen, it was past the statute of limitations at that point, which now doesn't have a statute of limitations, but back then it did. And because he'd already got sentenced, to, he had a seven-year sentence he was sitting on. They only sentenced him 20 months for what he did to Stephen. And his parents are like, fucking my kid was with, he served a bigger, longer sentence than this motherfucker. Not to mention he had previous charges on him when they fucking you know, found him for this shit, for the same shit. Yeah. And then he ended up getting released from prison older. He was in hospice and got arrested again for trying to buy another fucking child. And then he died in jail. But it's just like back then they didn't give a serious. How could you not give serious fucking penalties for this? shit? You kidnap and rape children. Oh, shame on you. Five years in jail. What the fuck is that shit? That's some fucking bullshit. That's some fucking bullshit. Like to me that like that was because of that there i thought that this was going to end dark and that this this kid fucking grew up couldn't couldn't stop resenting him and then would kill off this guy that's where i thought it was going to go right because i'm like i don't remember what happened to this guy i don't remember yeah. anything about his story after that yeah so and, then- and and he's obviously not in this documentary so we're watching this and i'm like right oh fuck like right did he kill this guy then kill himself or like what happened here like what happened so Stephen, um, he, he has a hard time. He's still drinking a lot as he gets older and of legal age and smoking stuff. He gets um, meets a girl, gets pregnant in his early 20s. They get married. And um, that's when they uh, producers come to him from Hollywood knocking on his door going, hey, we want to make your story into a TV movie. He agreed to it. He even had a very small role in it as a police officer. Mm-hmm. Um, but. The interesting part about him participating in that is that's almost where this whole documentary came from. There was a lot of audio from the original director and producer of this this TV series of him talking to the family back then, especially to Steven. So we were hearing in Steven's own words on a recording what was happening or how the producers were going to handle it and the program that they were doing and things like that. Yeah. And then they bring the actors back from the original series to read the scripts of the character that they played in the show, but these weren't lines from the movie. It was lines from like the recorded interviews, which I found really interesting. And then I guess I'm going, well, I guess what else is Corin Nemec doing these days? So I guess he's not busy. Yeah. Yeah. I, the, the Bringing back the cast or people that worked on that movie and having them read the script was a little weird to me. It was interesting also, but because the, when the stuff they were reading, they didn't know what happened either. You know, they're like, oh, I, I didn't know about this or, you know, and when Corin Emmerich was playing the kid, he met him in real life because they flew them out to the set and yeah, they were there. But they, interesting enough, said they kept him very separate and didn't mingle him. It was a very different story. After it came out, he ended up, Stephen said, I didn't like the way I was portrayed when I came back. I, I was, they made it. They made him seem rude to his parents and stuff. Like yeah, that. they made him seem like, like, a, like a dick teenager. So we didn't really like that. But then the series ended up getting nominated for a bunch of Emmys and so they were all excited to go to the Emmys and you know dedicate you know the movie or whatever to Steven and then the night before the fucking Emmys Steven gets hit by a hit and run car on his motorcycle driving home from work and he died at 28 
23? Something ridiculously young. Yeah, not even 30. How trippy is that? Like this poor guy who's already had a shitty life. I mean, spent seven years with a fucking stranger who's, who obviously molested him and then having to relive that story numerous times to the press, to his family, to everyone who came in contact with him. And then, you know, probably he, didn't he work was, was 24 when he died. Yeah. yeah. And then, <clears throat> you and know, he had has, two kids, two young kids, two young yeah, kids was trying to at least do a life for himself. And then that shit happened. And yeah. So that wrapped up in like the second episode out of three. Right. So then the fucking third episode gets into later on in the 90s. So again, he came from a family of five. Later on in the 90s, his older brother, Carrie, was convicted of murdering four women and basically stashing him in Yosemite Park. Like, it's like, what? And it's like when this guy admitted, to, this reporter got on him and, and went and did an interview with him and he was like the first reporter to talk to him and the first thing this guy said was, I want a TV movie made about me. And it's like, okay. And then they started digging back into the vault with all their audio and video of this kid showing you like, Oh, here he was during in an interview where Steven was happening. Here he's in the background watching and he just walks off. Like he didn't like the attention his brother was getting and he didn't so, get. So this wackadoo yeah. sees that his brother went through some serious shit. Um, I'm assuming was in a jealous state of some sort because he wasn't getting that attention and then really goes off the rails and starts murdering people and then but then there's also like 20 years later. This is like in the late 90s. He was a recluse. He went off and he was like the handyman of some hotel that was near Yosemite Park, near the entrance. And that's how he ended up finding these women and killing them. And that's how he got caught, too, is they found a bed sheet that went back to the hotel. But it's like. I, I mean, it what sounds, the fuck? <laughs> it sounds like that family and some of the people in it had a lot more problems and should have had a lot of therapy. Yeah, but. Dad wasn't a fan of therapy. Therapy wasn't popular in the 70s and the 80s. No, no. Nope. Um, it, it, it was it was so bizarre that I ended up texting you after the third episode and was like, is there more of this? Like, right. Like, nope, what, that what? was it. That was it. <laughs> I'm like, because I feel like there's more of this. I feel like this family is so wonky that like there's going to be more episodes. And then it's interesting because they, when they talked to the mom the whole time about Steven for the two episodes, then when it got to Carrie, she didn't want to talk about him. She didn't want to talk about that. Yeah. I mean, I get it, but it's like, yeah. I mean, the whole point was could more happen to one fucking family? And I guess later on, I don't know if this was in the program or I read it somewhere. The city of Merced, they were going to, they were commissioning a statue made in the park or name a park. And his parents are like, oh, we should name it Stainer Park. And they're like, eh, we don't want people to think it's named after the, you know, the crazy brother that killed people. Yeah. <laughs> so they uh, yeah, that. The poor, the poor, unfortunate brother who now, was abducted and molested now has to you know like as much as he was a hero in saving that other kid like your brother just totally like nixed all that and then like i guess in an interview with his brother at one point asking him about what he thought about what his brother did he's like well any normal person should have done that you know he's not a hero he's like playing it off like he's not a hero it's like wow man you are really just coming from a hurt and weird and jealous place killed four women four women fuck man like hands on strangled him like not even like you know yeah like some cold blooded ass shit decapitated I, I think he assaulted them too i yeah. 
I remember when you sent it to me and I was like, charred remains. Jesus, man. When you sent this to me and I had, I, you said you had vaguely remembered parts of it. I didn't remember any of it. So which, which is why I was like, all right, well, I'll watch the first one and see where it goes. And then ended up watching the whole fucking That's thing. Just sucked in. Yeah. And I, next thing you know, I'm like, I've watched three episodes. And I'm like, what just happened here? Right. This, what is the fuck? <laughs> it took me completely off guard this fucking movie it was so or this documentary series it's weird because i i have i was like i've heard this story oh and then the little kid that that steven saved that got the second kid that got um uh kidnapped Mm -hmm. timothy white okay so when steven died timothy white was a pallbearer at his funeral and carried his casket and then Uh fucking timothy white died in 2010 um, from cancer, so he didn't even get to be past 35. Jeez, man. Like, the whole lot of them are just... Yeah, because I was like, whatever happened to that kid? Cursed. Oh, Peace. they only walked a quarter mile down the road till they got picked up. I knew Mile was in there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> he walked seven to five miles uphill both ways in the snow. Exactly. Yeah. Anywho, it was fascinating. Got sucked into it. Didn't know the whole story. Mm-hmm. I'm giving it a solid bam, 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 just because it was fascinating, but I, I don't think I'll watch it again. But I would recommend it to other people. I would recommend it to other people to watch. I'm going to give it a bam, bam. So I'll give it a okay. two. All right. Not going to watch it again. Crazy story. Um, would you tell people about it? Some. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Some. Not all, but some. Uh, I have not put any thought into what we should watch next. You got anything on your radar? Um, I was. So after watching this crazy documentary, um, I had seen a commercial for another documentary um, that was done on the guy who did uh, Girls Gone Wild. Joseph Francis. Yeah. And like the, you know, looking at fucking his rise to fame in 2020. You know, and the crazy shit he made people do and how he was a piece of shit and how he disappeared. Apparently, he's mm-hmm. like on the run or something. He lives in Mexico. Yeah. So I was thinking of that, but I don't know if that would be a little too heavy after these two. What I mean, Metal Earth you know was what? having watch, but there's this um, this came out ne- last year on Netflix starring Sandra Bullock. And it looks it's a drama. It's a serious. It looks like she she went to prison for something and she gets out of prison. It's called Un- the Unforgivable. And it's about her, about this woman doing whatever she did. It's about her life getting out of prison. Um. Okay. All right. I, I kept wanting to watch that. That's all I know. The Unforgivable it. on Netflix. Yeah. All right. Oh, wait. That's... Let me go see if there's anything on our list. Oh, shit. Hmm. That new Nicolas Cage movie is supposed to come out, but I don't know where it came out. No, oh. I think. Oh, I know what the other movie that we were looking into was the other one on Netflix, the the other comedy one that we were looking at. <laughs> it was like, uh, like, uh, Oh, Oh, the bubble. Yes. I think that was, yeah, the other. I actually am waiting to watch that one too. I was waiting. So do you want to watch that one first or this one first? I'm going to say this one because we just watched the metal Lords, which was comedy on Netflix. So let's go with a little uh, drama. Let's go with the drama. Let's go okay. with the drama. All right, cool. Then we'll go with this drama one. And, um, yeah. Yeah. Bitches. Uh, the unforgivable. 
All right, Sandra Bullock. Bullock. What year? All right. Uh, it came out last year. Last year. Okay. Cool. You know what? I actually have Windfall. I put on my list to watch too on Netflix. That's the one with um. Jason Segel and um, the really really white guy that's good that's good and everything and hmm. Segel breaks into his house and he's like this billionaire techie guy who's kind of treating him like a dick and is all pissy. Oh Jesse Plemons, he's good. Hmm. That like anyway, that, I added that to my list on Netflix too. All right, cool. So we got we we, we got a, a bunch of Netflix things coming up, which is interesting because I know that they've been in the news a lot. Not really sure what the fuck's going on because I've been out of it but i know that like i think i've seen him in the news for the or was it hbo that they were going to cut back on the password sharing they were going to try that one it was netflix yeah because people are like what if i'm on vacation i want to log into my netflix on my ipad somewhere dick you know i don't know what they're gonna do (laughs) yeah i i know that like i I don't share passwords like i just because i'm brown and i'm the one that would probably go down for it um just paranoia um I know a lot of people fucking do. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know that their stock's been going down. I know that they canceled a bunch of shows to cut back some shit. Like, it doesn't seem like they're having a good old time over there. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Okay, we'll watch this. I got to go because I got to go to the bathroom now. All right. Well, All hey. Right, uh, <laughs> bye, guys. Bye. Bye. See you next bye. week. Bye.